Hey guys, it's Jamie Grace and welcome to the I'm a Fighter podcast. Every season of the podcast, we feature five incredible fighters. Today's story is absolutely incredible. I mean, can you imagine being 17 years old in your senior year of high school thinking that everything is just going as planned and then all of a sudden you hear the word cancer? I met Hannah Joy in the autograph line of one of my concerts. Later, I saw her singing on Instagram, and I loved it. Now, unless she told you, you may not guess that this spunky, talented teen was battling Hodgkin's lymphoma, a cancer of the immune system. Through the battle that she has faced, Hannah is a fighter. Meet Hannah. Hi, Hannah Joy. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for asking. I am. I'm so glad that we are chatting on the phone today. Um, last time I saw you in person, this was back in November of 2016. I remember meeting you, um, and I remember then hearing you sing on Instagram. And um, I just, I just, I just love your story. I know that you're such um, just an awesome, just resilient young person. Um, and I just, I'm so glad that your story is going to be on the show. And uh, I mean, man, like you're, you're only, you're 18 years old right now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you were diagnosed with cancer at 17. Yes. I um, was. What was, what was it that made you kind of go to the doctor? Like, how did you figure out that, that cancer was even like, you know, a possibility? Well, there was no symptoms whatsoever. So one day, um, um I noticed that there was a lump on my collarbone and I, we just had no idea what it was. We thought it might've been like something swollen. Um, we weren't really sure. And it was just kind of like crazy. So we just went in and they're like, they weren't sure. So they took um, an x-ray and they're like, okay, we probably should do some, some further tests. Um, so we weren't like, we weren't totally sure what it was and we didn't tell um, anybody because we didn't want to like freak anybody out. So, we waited the next day and um, we went in for a CAT scan and noticed that um, I had an oversized lump on my collarbone. And then um, a couple hours later, we got the rest of the results back of my chest scan. And there was another lump in between my heart and my lungs. So, Wow. And you, so did you feel pain with those lumps or... No, there was no pain whatsoever. Um, I mean, if you pressed on like the lump near my collarbone hard enough, I mean, there will be a little bit of pain, but it was just, it was weird. Yeah. And what was, I know that a lot of people oftentimes say that they remember this moment. Um, do you remember the moment where your doctor used the word cancer for the first time? Yeah, I do. Um, after we got our, our results back, we went to go see our clinic doctor um, in our town and just hearing those words like it was possible that it was a type of lymphoma um we just didn't know what to think um and I I didn't know how to react so I just didn't say anything and I, I was just kind of thinking like okay everything's gonna, everything's gonna be fine like it's gonna be okay and so then when we were driving home it was just me and my mom and my dad went to go to work um and afterwards and drive back home um, and on the way there, I just, I just, I broke down crying because I was just really realizing like, oh my gosh, like this yeah. is happening to me. Yeah. Had you ever heard of anyone with, um, like with Hodgkin's lymphoma or was it very new to you? 
Well, um, I don't have too many people that I knew um, who had cancer, but my my family members, I didn't know this until just recently this summer that a lot of my family members have had Hodgkin's lymphoma and have passed away from it. Um, but a lot of my older relatives had that. Mm, wow. So that's, that's so crazy. I can't, I can't imagine, you know, being, being 17 and experiencing that. Um, did you start treatment right away? Like what was, what was the process of treatment? Yeah, I started treatment right away. So after that CAT scan, we went to, um, the children's hospital, um, down in the cities and I live about two and a half hours from there. Cause I, I live up in the sticks, so it was quite a drive. <laughs> Um, but we went down there the day after and we started, um, we started with surgery. Um, so we wanted to, um, do a biopsy on the lymph node that was in my collarbone and they were so sure that it was cancer. They decided to put a port in too, just to do it all at once. Um, yeah. So they, on Monday, we did that like on a Thursday and then on the Monday we got the results back and it was positive for stage two cancer. So... So did you have to continue to travel like all of those hours every time you had to get treatment? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Um, how, how often did you have to go? Well, I had to do three rounds. Um, so I would have to go about um, once a month. So, and then we would have to go to another place, which is a little bit closer. It was like about an hour for just like a push chemo, um, which was a week after the actual chemo. So yeah, it's just kind of like a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, that that is so much to to go through, you know, yeah. especially to be so young and, and trying to deal with that. I mean, you were balancing school. You were a senior in high school when this was happening. Yeah, I was a senior in high school, um, but I was taking classes through the college. And um, I was taking, I think I was taking about two classes uh, during the time. And my major that I'm majoring in now um, is graphic design. So I was doing graphic design classes at the time. And, um, but my teachers were just so helpful. They told me like, Hannah, like you don't have to do it if you, if you can't, you know, you can do it in next semester when you're done with treatment and you can finish that off then. And I was just so grateful because they helped me through so much, that whole thing. And, um, but I was able to get it done. Um, but I'm going to have to do an extra year of graphic design, which I'm okay with, but <laughs> they kind of finished with my AES, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good that everyone worked with you and everything. Um, can you like share more of what that kind of experience was like of, of even telling some of your friends and, and trying to deal with the fact that you don't get to spend as much time with them in senior year and just the way that, you know, cancer kind of changed senior year and changed your teen years for you? Yeah. Um, well, you know, it was, it was really difficult. I, um, when I found out that day that I had two large lumps, I only told, um, just two of my very close friends. Um, I didn't want to get it out in the open. Just, we're just holding on that hope that we didn't have to say that I had cancer. Um, so I just wanted to, I just asked like, you know, a couple of people for prayer. We didn't tell too many people until we knew for sure. And then, um, when we finally found out, I just, I started telling, you know, I started asking for prayer and eventually we, um, you know, we just kind of like went out and we weren't really sure like, um, what to do. So we just, we, um, started like a, a Facebook page and just to kind of update every, a few people on what was going on. And, um, but there was, there was a lot of prayer through that, but, um, it was very difficult. I mean, 
it was just kind of a moment where like I was wondering you know like am I going to be okay through this process and it was a really a time where I had to challenge you know my faith you know and um, it was very difficult I mean I couldn't see my friends because you know Hodgkin's lymphoma is a, is a type of cancer where it affects my immune system and I can't fight off um, any infection or any you know sickness so if they just had like a little cough I couldn't see them because I wasn't able to to handle it um, and I was like bedridden for about three months um, so I, would, I, I barely saw my friends but in the moment of when I did it was just it was brought tears to my eyes every time because you know being in your room like isolated from everybody it was it was very difficult um, but when I did that um, you know I had to take charge and really think about you know what was going through my mind I didn't want to go into like this deep depression and I was really fighting against that. That was one of my biggest struggles, was really fighting against depression. And um, just the thought of like, am I gonna make it? Am I gonna you know, have a normal life again? And it was, it was very difficult just to kind of like have like a good mindset and a good attitude. So um, the first couple of weeks of chemo, I, you know, I just, I tried to like, you know, have a positive attitude and, you know, keep my mindset on like the good things that were happening. and. Um, but it was, it was just, you know, a really long process of that. But, um, but yeah, during that time, um, there's this thing that's called chemo brain and it's, mm -hmm. it's where you have a hard time, like thinking clearly. And, um, that was a very diff most difficult thing for me. Um, so I would like even be texting my friends. I couldn't understand what they were saying because my mind was so, you know, poisoned and, mm. So I, I, and even with watching TV, I couldn't watch TV. Um, so during that time, like, I just like felt like, you know, chemo may be affecting my physical mind, but I just thought like it can affect my spiritual mind. So during that time, I really tried to like strengthen it by listening to the Bible or listening to messages or music. And um, that was just a way to really strengthen myself and have a good attitude, you know, through going through my days and um, and it really helped a lot, like even through the most difficult times where I just, I was so weak, I couldn't get up to go walk. And um, we had to go in the overnight stays at hospitals because my fevers were so high. And, um, but it, it just really helped me to like focus on the good things. And, you know, God really helped me through that. Um, he really made me stronger through that whole situation because there was an opportunity where I could put the distractions aside, you know, and just really focus on him. And it was, yeah. a big, it was really big. So, yeah. That's really amazing to hear that you, you know, have, have really just developed and kind of curated this kind of a, a different pace and just an understanding of like, yeah, my life is different right now and that's okay. And, um, you know, obviously I know that, that, that didn't come without challenge and it is completely okay to, to you know, to, to be realistic about those challenges and everything. Um, I think sometimes people expect us to try to be positive too fast almost, but it's just amazing to hear that you've chosen um, to really understand, you know, that, that you're sitting there saying, well, oh, I am faced with where I, I can't really watch a lot of TV and talk to a lot of people. But this is cool that I can have a clear mind, you know, that, you're, yeah. that, you're, that you have that perspective. I mean, that's that's so amazing. And that's so your resilience is really great. And it's really cool to hear um, that part of your story, for sure. I know that you, you know, I know that you said that you were a little 
quieter about your story in the beginning, you know, which which makes sense as you're trying to figure everything out. Um, Mm -hmm. And then as time progressed, just kind of sharing your story with other people. And now you've been pretty open about your story on social media and even sharing your story at some of like some different churches and things like that. What's Mm -hmm. been, what's been some of the response when you're going out and, and telling your story of, of battling cancer? What's, what's the response been like? Well, I mean, I don't, I, I literally don't expect the responses at all. I mean, I just feel like I, I share my story and I hope that I, I'm able to be a working vessel for the Lord and that um, it might touch somebody who's going through something, you know, something difficult or, um, but this summer I actually, um, I went to this camp that I've been going to for about nine years now. And um, one, one of the, this, this um, younger boy that I, I've known for a couple of years was there. It was like a junior high camp. And I was just there for that night for, it was like a worship time. And um, he sat next to me and um, he just kind of asked me like, Hannah, like, can I talk to you? And I was like, sure. And he's like, you know, your story really touched me. And, you know, you inspired me so much to like um, do what I love to do. And you inspired me to, um, he actually went to state for singing and he got a superior rating. And he said that I inspired him so much to chase after his dreams because you know, no matter what happens, you should always do what you love to do, no matter what you're going through. And um, music was a big part of my life too. Um, I really love music. So he really followed that. And I was just really happy that, you know, that I could have been, I could be a working vessel, you know, for the Lord and, you know, just try to help, you know, in any way that I can. And, um, just with the people around me, but just to hear a story about what he's gone through and how that, um, you know, a lot of the times where he just kind of started to look upon God further. Um, yeah. I was very happy just to, you know, hear that. Yeah. But, yeah. That's amazing. Well, you're, you're definitely right in, in the moments that we may feel as though, you know, well, in the moments where everything may be falling apart, you know, um, it, it does say in the word of God that his strength is made perfect in our weakness. And mm-hmm. it's amazing to see how he can use our stories to, to encourage other people or to inspire mm-hmm. other people. And specifically through music. I mean, I know that I love hearing you sing. You're so talented. Um, <laughs> and you. I hope, I hope that you continue to share your story and to share your voice for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything like, you know, there, there are a lot of families that listen to this podcast and there are some people here that may have a very similar story as yours or maybe just typed in, you know, Hodgkin's lymphoma and they're trying to navigate through a diagnosis for the first time. Is there anything that you would want to say to someone that is is battling either cancer or maybe something similar um, or is having a, a difficult time navigating through life? What would you say to them right now? You know, um, it's a really scary feeling, um, you know, but the best thing to do where I really wish that I, I could have done b- before, like all this happened was, you know, really focus on the Lord during this. Um, the biggest battle for me was, you know, trying not to be mad at God and asking him, like, Lord, why is this happening to me? And that was the biggest, you know, biggest thing that I had. And I just really felt like, you know, even though all this is happening to me, um, I just know that if I'm mad at God, you know, there's there's not going to be an easier way out of it, you know. And I really felt like, who am I without God? You know, how am I going to get through this without God? Where is that 
peace that I'll find if I don't have God. Um, and it was, it was a very big thing that I really wish I could have focused more on the beginning of the treatment. Um, and fear is a very big thing um, that we face in big trials like that. And I've just really, you know, tried to grasp on to the good word and the good news. And um, big thing was, is that, you know, no matter what you're going through, you know, no matter what it is, that we all, you know, we all have a battle that we have to face some point in our life. You know, no matter how big it is, no matter how small it is, it's a battle that we we um, sometimes have to face. And, you know, the challenge is, is do, we, do we ask God for that help? Um, and when we do, I mean, miracles happen. Um, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. And it sounds like you have really been, well, it sounds like you've always been lovely, but it sounds like this has really shaped your faith and your, 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 your courage and um, just your, your trust in the Lord. And that, that's a beautiful thing. And those things can be hard to grasp. And I'm ever grateful for God's grace, you know, as we are, <laughs> as we are navigating through this life and we have moments that may feel like things are a little trickier than other times, you know, but um, so grateful for his grace. And it's just so amazing to hear the story of his grace over your life and his, his peace over your life. And I'm just so grateful that you shared your story. And I know that, I don't know, I know that other people will be really, really blessed to hear it. Um, and it blows my mind that you're a teenager. Your, your wisdom is, is, is lovely. And I'm so grateful that you're, that you share, that you're sharing your story now. It's so awesome. And I, I totally hope that you continue to do that. I'm so glad that Hannah chose to share her story with us. I know for sure that one of the reasons why I have been open about my story and my own fight with Tourette syndrome and all of the other stuff that comes with that um, is because of the bravery and the strength of other people. And I know that Hannah's story will continue to inspire others. If you'd like to share your story here on the I'm a Fighter podcast, you can log on to imafighter.org and click tell your story. You can also keep up with me if you'd like on social media. I am at Jamie Grace H on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and on Snapchat and Apple Music as the Jamie Grace. Every season on the I'm a Fighter podcast, we feature five incredible fighters. To learn more about this, be sure to subscribe to the podcast via whatever app you're listening to. Also visit imafighter.org. And of course, be sure to leave a review if you liked what you heard. Talk to you soon.